Welcome back to the Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of scripture and theology. We're taking a look at the book of Jonah. It's an incredible story. Many of us are very familiar with the story of Jonah and it's a story that has been told over and over and even people in kind of popular culture are familiar with this story because it's such a, a fantastic and incredible story of this man being swallowed by a fish and then spit out on the shore to go and preach repentance to a people that he didn't want to preach to. It really is an incredible story when we look at it in that big picture, but if we take it as we have been, just kind of little bits along the way, there's all kinds of things that we can learn about who our God is and how he deals with us in this life. So this morning we've made it up to Jonah chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 7 through 10 today. So let me pray for us and then I'll read these verses and we'll dive in. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the story of Jonah. We thank you that we have this picture of your grace who pursues Ninevites, who pursues these pagan sailors, and who pursues his wayward prophet. At every point, we see your grace, and we pray that you would teach us to rest in that. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jonah chapter 1, verses 7 through 10 says this. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots, that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. Well, we continue in this story. We've already seen Jonah being called by God to go and preach to the Ninevites. He refuses. Instead, he, he, he catches a boat to the other side of the world and God throws a storm at him. He hurls this great wind, this great storm, which leads to the sailors hurling all their stuff overboard, trying to make the ship lighter because it's about to be destroyed. They call out to their gods. They call on Jonah to call out to his God. Nothing is working. And so they decide to do what was a common thing in the ancient world. They're going to cast lots to figure out who's at fault here. They're essentially, if one way to kind of understand what's going on here is they, they've got a dice or, or a set of dice and uh, it, probably everybody is assigned a number and if it falls on your number, they've got questions for you and it falls on Jonah's number. And so they want to know what his story is. And they come at him with this list of questions, just trying to figure out exactly what is going on. What's your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? Of what people are you? In other words, tell us everything about you so that we know who and what we are dealing with so that maybe we can get out of this situation. An important thing to remember here is that th these would have been 
skilled sailors. These weren't, you know, a bunch of people that had never done this before and all of a sudden found themselves out in the middle of the sea not knowing what to do in some typical squall. These were men, they were merchant marines. This is what they did for a living. They likely would have understood weather enough to know, hey, there's a massive storm coming tonight. Let's wait and set sail after it has passed. Instead, in the middle of the night, they find themselves in this fearsome storm. They can't figure out what to do. They've lost all their cargo. This is a trip on which they will lose money, and their gods aren't helping them. But they've got this passenger, and they've got questions. And so in verses 9 and 10, which in many ways is kind of the, the central verse, the, the, the central verses of this section, Jonah explains who he is. I am a Hebrew, common way to, for Israelites to refer to themselves outside of Israel. And I fear Yahweh. This was really the question, right? They, they had been calling on their gods. We talked about how they were probably from all over the place and each of them were calling on their own regional gods, but they were well beyond their region. They were well beyond their jurisdiction. But in what Jonah says next, he lets them know we are in the jurisdiction of Yahweh. In fact, we always are in the jurisdiction of Yahweh. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. All of a sudden, these sailors understand exactly what is going on. And the text tells us that they were afraid. And they declare this exclamatory question to Jonah. What is this you have done? Why have you put us in this situation? It calls to mind the question of, of the Pharaoh to Abraham and Abimelech to Abraham when he tells him that Sarah is his sister and they take her as his wife only to be confronted by God and they come back to Abraham and says, what have you done to me? What, what have I done worse in this situation? What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he told them. The men understand that this particular circumstance, they rightly understand that this particular circumstance is the doing of the divine in response to the failure of someone who is supposed to be following this God. But Jonah lets them know that this is the God who has created everything. The sea and the dry land is, is kind of this inclusio, this, this Hebrew way of saying he, he's made it all. He's the God of heaven and he has created the earth and everything in the earth. And so this raises certain questions for us about our own suffering. Here, clearly, Jonah and the people around him are suffering at God's hand. Their very lives are threatened by God because of the sin of Jonah. 
Is this how we're to interpret our suffering? When we see pain, when we face suffering, when we come up against a surprising difficulty, is the right thing to do following Jonah here to go, okay, God, what have I done wrong that this can get fixed? Well, this is an important question. It's a question that we all wrestle with in many ways, and this is actually a good time to dive into it. We, we do see, for instance in Romans chapter 8, that God does work all things together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So God is at work in and through the the realities of our lives, the realities of creation for our good. And we see in Hebrews chapter 12 that that may include discipline. Because God does actually actively discipline us as a loving father, as we read in Hebrews chapter 12. However, we also see in the book of James, we also see in 1 Peter, that not every hard circumstance, not every moment of suffering is God's discipline for sin. We're reminded that yes, God can use difficult circumstances to shape us, to build character in us, to, to establish us in the hope of the gospel without it being his disciplining us for sin. See, the reality is, as we're reminded in 1 Peter and James and many other places, we live in a fallen world that necessarily comes with suffering, sometimes even when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, when we're following Christ and worshiping him and walking devoted to him by faith, sometimes it's that that brings suffering. That certainly isn't God's discipline on us. It's just the fact of the matter. So here we are in this position where we recognize from the story of Jonah and from other passages in the Bible that God is at work in the world. And yes, he does discipline those that he loves. And But, but there's also this reality that we just live in a fallen world. So how do we put all of this together? When we're facing suffering, how do we start to discern, is God trying to teach me something here? Is he calling me to something here? Well, I think we see something in the book of Jonah in this passage that is very important and very helpful for us in processing that question. First of all, with any circumstance that we face in life, if we are simply asking the question, is God trying to teach me something? Well, the answer most certainly is yes. He is always shaping us. He is always shaping us by Christ and and, and the work of the Spirit in us more and more into his image. Okay? So there's that piece. But when we start trying to go, okay, well, how do I keep this suffering from happening again? What's the sin I need to repent of? Something we need to recognize. Over and over and over throughout the Bible, and we see it here in the book of Jonah, When God is dealing with someone in these physical ways for their sin, the sin isn't hidden. God is either 
telling them this is the issue, or they already know, as is the case here. See, Jonah didn't have to sit and ruminate, okay, what have I done that might be the cause of this great storm? He knew what it was. It was clear. God had said, go to Nineveh, and he said no and ran in the opposite direction. See, Jonah's issue wasn't some secret sin that he wasn't aware of, that the first clue to its existence in his life was this great storm. That's not how this works. Jonah knew he was running from God. He told the sailors he was running from God. Hey, this God who created everything, I'm trying to get away from him. When we see God discipline the Israelites, he sends his prophets to say, this is your failure. This is what you have done wrong. Therefore, this is what is coming upon you. See, the thing that we need to remember is that we have a God who is our Father, who does actually love us and isn't going to leave us in this situation of just kind of jabbing us with suffering when we don't even know what's going on and expect us to just kind of figure it out. So when we put all this together, there, there is this reality that we see that no, God can and does use things to discipline us. But, but it's when discipline is obviously needed and he lets us know what's going on will face other suffering in this life as well. And it's designed to work faith in us. But unlike the situation here with Jonah, it's not necessarily because we have failed somewhere along the way. And God is dropping ambiguous clues hoping we'll figure it out. What we see here in this discipline is God in his grace, pursuing, coming after his wayward prophet because he won't let him go. Because he will keep him. And as we'll see in the rest of the story, provide his deliverance because he's full of grace, because he's a good father. So keep that in mind as you process these things. What we see here is our God loving one of his children. Amen.